I'm busy at work, I'm busy at home, and this Wednesday night service is, is, a, is a blessing for me to come and focus on God and worship Him. And I appreciate everything these guys do to make that happen every week. Um, I've got a, a scripture to read tonight. It's, you're probably very familiar with it. It's the parable of the sower. And it's, uh, it's in all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But the one we're going to be looking at tonight is in Mark. And it's in Mark 4. And we're going to be looking at 3 through 9. Uh, but as you turn there, I, I just got to share my heart about this about this passage before we get started. And I don't know about you, but I, I talk to people in the marketplace and I talk to people in my family. I run into people that I, I've known. Uh, many people who were on fire for God at one time. And they were attending church. They were going to conferences. They were in the youth group. They were in the college ministry. Uh, they were leaders in the church. They were leaders of uh, Bible studies and small groups. And they were on fire for God. But now, and they're not living for God at all. Many of them not even attending church, not getting in the word, not reaching people for Christ, not growing spiritually. And that bothers me. And so I had, I had this question, why does that happen? And I, I don't know if, if you're here, you might be thinking, you know, that same question, why does that happen? And even if I look at myself and I say, you know, I've been going to church a long time. I've been in the scriptures. I've memorized scriptures. I've taken uh, seminary classes. And I should be a lot further down the road than what I am spiritually. And so the question is, why is that? Why is that? And this parable, I feel, answered that question for me. Um, just to give you a little background on, on this right here, this is in the book of Mark, and Jesus is he's going through Galilee, and he's preaching uh, the good news about God. He is, uh, some miraculous things are happening in his ministry. People are getting healed. Uh, he's multiplying bread, and the word is getting out about the things that Jesus is doing. And so they've all come to gather here in Galilee to hear Jesus. And I guess there were so many people that he kind of backed out on the water in a boat and he, he spoke in a parable, in a story that had a spiritual truth. Read this with me. Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell, some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. And they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. And this is what Jesus said. Then he said, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. We see in this parable, it starts with listen, and it ends with who, everyone who has ears, let them hear. Because you could miss it. You could miss the point Jesus is making in this parable. And so that same encouragement is to us today as we read it, is to listen to God's word. 
My, my, my dad loved gardening. And so I love the imagery in this parable. Uh, he grew all kinds of stuff, watermelons, tomatoes. The man grew Swiss chard. You know, who grows Swiss chard, right? Uh, you know, I think mom wanted it because it was healthy. And, and so he grew it and he, he grew some fantastic Swiss chard. Uh, but I was talking to him one time and I said, dad, why do you love gardening so much? You know, because in my mind, you just go to Super One and you get the produce, right? Uh, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, I love gardening because when I garden, I feel close to God. Because God's a gardener. God is a gardener. And that's the first thing we see in this parable. The first truth of this parable, man, is that all people need to hear the word of God to grow spiritually. All people need to hear the word of God to grow spiritually. You know, there's no way a farmer, if he sits back and he can get his ground just right, but if there's no seeds, there's no plants that are going to grow, right? There has to be seeds for plants to grow. And in this parable, Jesus later on, when he's explaining it to his disciples, he says the seeds represent the word of God. The seeds represent the word of God. And people need the word of God to grow. And that's the first point we see in this parable. And what does that look like for us today? Man, that, that, that means we need to be reading our Bibles. We need to be sharing the word with our families. We need to be talking about scripture at work. We need to be attending our small groups and connection groups, our youth groups, our college groups, listening to preaching, listening to podcasts. Let the word of God fall on our heart. Because there's no way we're going to grow without the word of God falling on our hearts. You know, how many times we've we been too busy uh, to wake up and do our devotions when that's the one thing we need to grow spiritually. But the interesting, interesting thing that Jesus shares about in this parable is that not all people uh, who the word of God falls in their heart grow spiritually. And, uh, and so that's the second point that we see in this parable that's extremely important and probably uh, focused on the most in this parable is that, uh, is that all people who reject the word of God, they don't grow spiritually. There's no way they can grow spiritually. There's no way a plant can grow in the ground if the ground rejects it, right? And so Jesus, he talks about three conditions of the ground uh, that reject God's word. Three conditions of the ground. Three conditions of the heart. Three conditions of the soil, three readiness of the, of the soil that says no to God's word. And the first one, the first one is this, that the hard heart rejects the word of God. A hard heart rejects the word of God. The imagery in the parable is this, is, is that some of the seed, it falls on the path. You know, that path that people have been walking on, packing down, it's really hard. The seed can't penetrate and get down into the soil and get roots because the, the ground is hard. And birds come and, and scoop that seed up. And when Jesus is explaining this parable, uh, he says the bird is like Satan that comes and takes the word of God. If our hearts are hard to the, towards the word of God, we're not going to experience spiritual growth. And so what does that look like today? Like just an example. And I was thinking about it and, and uh, you know, it's, it's the skeptic, right? It's the skeptic. It's the person that's been hurt. It's, 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 it's the, the unbelief in a heart. Uh, 
person that's been hardened and says no to God, when that gospel message is presented to them, you know, they may have been hurt and unloved and unforgiven all their life and they hear about how God loves them, how God will forgive them, how God wants them to be in their family and they've, they can't accept it. They, they, they can't believe it. But we need to be people who open our heart and believe that. You know, it's like the person who they are, uh, man, somebody has offended them. Somebody has hurt them and they're unforgiving towards that person. And they go to uh, a conference or, or hear a word about how to be a Christian is, is to forgive other people just as Christ forgave you. And, and they stand there with their arms crossed and it's like, man, they hurt me too bad. I can't do it. And that's the hard heart. And that's the one that we have a warning about, an exhortation that says our hearts can't be like that. But that's not the only soil. There's, a, there's another type of soil. And, and uh, it's the rocky ground, right? And so, so a shallow heart rejects the word of God. A shallow heart rejects the word of God. A half-hearted response to God's word rejects God's word, Right? Now, when Jesus is explaining this, he says, man, this is the person that is so excited to hear God's word. And they, they, they're so excited about it. But uh, when, uh, when trials come, when it gets tough, when persecution comes, and they say no. They don't persist in the word. Now, what, what does that look like today? Well, I was talking with my daughter, Julianne. I have uh, a teenager. And I said, Julie, what do you think about this part of the parable? What do you think this is like today? She said, Dad, it's like you go off to a youth conference uh, and they, they, they teach you about Jesus and, and you get all excited about Jesus and you go back to your school and, and, and you share Jesus and somebody makes fun of you. And then you say no to that great commission message that Jesus preached, that we're to go and make disciples. We're to go and preach the word. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like not to persist in the word and that's the second type of heart that rejects the word. But there's a third type. And I'll be honest with you, this type of heart convicts me the most, what I read in the scripture about this. And it's this, it's the, it's the crowded heart. A crowded heart rejects the word of God. Now the imagery in the parable is this, it's, it's uh, the sower is spreading the seed the sower is spreading the seed and it falls on this ground and thorns rise up in this ground and it chokes out the plant and it can't grow. And when Jesus is explaining this, uh, he says, it's the cares of the world, right? It, it's the deceitfulness of wealth. It's the pursuit of other things. That's the thing that crowd out the word of God. And I was talking to Janetta about this passage. We were like, man, what does this look like today? What does this look like in our lives? And man, it's a busy heart, right? It's a, it's a heart that's too busy for God's word. It's, you hear a word preached about loving others. You hear a word preached about serving other people. And man, we're too busy. We're too busy to do it. And God says, that type of heart rejects my word. And man, that is the problem with America today, people. And that has convicted my heart so much, and I'm sorry. Amen. We can't have a heart like that and expect spiritual growth.
I drank a lot of coffee before this too. I was hoping it would help. <laughs> but what is the heart, man? What is the heart that really experiences spiritual growth? And that's the key to this parable. And this is the truth Jesus is teaching in here. And this is the thing you got to listen to and we can't miss it. It's this, and that's my third point. It's people who accept God's word, who welcome God's word. Man, that's the people who are going to grow spiritually. That's the people who are going to grow spiritually. There's an imagery in the parable is some, some seed is falling on some ground. And it's the good soil. And Luke, his account said it's the good-hearted person. It's the good and the good-hearted person that receives that soil. Well, it's definitely a person who's not hard-hearted towards God. It's definitely not a person uh, who's shallow-hearted against God. And it's definitely not a person who's too busy for God, right? And if you look at Jesus' explanation of this passage, all of these different types of soil received the seed. All of these different hearts heard the word. What is the difference then of this good soil? And this is what it is. It's the word accept. It's the word accept. These folks heard it. They accepted it. And they went on to produce a fruit in their life. Accepting it, man, welcoming God's word, accepting God's word, trusting God's word, putting your faith in God's word. You know, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a gift. You know, people give you a lot of gifts, right? And it's, it's, it's not a gift that you take and you re-gift. It's not a gift you take and throw over to the side, man. It's that, it's like that sentimental gift that, that maybe something you got from your mom or your dad, you know, that they passed on to you you hold on to it. And it becomes a part of your life and you pass it on to somebody else. You know, you welcome it in. It's like, you know, you can invite a bunch of people over to your house, right? You invite your neighbors over. Uh, you know, you like them. It's good when they leave, right? Uh, you, you invite your family over. You like them too, but there's a time when they need to move on. But, it's, but, but when you adopt someone into your family, man, they're there to stay. And man, that is the truth that's in this parable about God's word, like it's something you adopt into your life. You're not hard-hearted towards it, you know? You, you're not too busy for it. It's there to stay. You know, what does this look like? Well, I think of Lee Strobel. There's this movie came out of Lee Strobel, I think last year, and he was an atheist Man and his wife received Christ and uh, got saved and started loving him. And, and, and so he was hard-hearted. He was going to prove it wrong. But as he persisted and sought Jesus out, his heart was open, man, and he became a Christian. And, and his book, The Case for Christ, has gone out and touched so many lives. And me, when I was wrestling with... Uh, uh, several years ago about the assurance of my salvation. And his book helped me solidify some things, uh, you know, uh, reasoning type of things. So um, Lee Strobel's a guy. Tony Nolan, man, he came and preached 
here, a revival. And man, some horrible people did some horrible things to him. Man, and God put his finger on, uh, on forgiveness in his life, that he needed to forgive. And he could have been hard-hearted, but man, he accepted God's word. And that's where you see the growth, right? You lose that bitterness, that peace rises up in your life. You're showing love to the other person that no matter how wrong they've done you, that's the growth that we're talking about. And uh, I think about Mother Teresa, man. You know, she, uh, she really accepted God's word to love other people, to help the poor. Man, look at the fruit of her life. There's people, because of her, people are loving other people all over the world. And, uh, and so that's what the key is. It's, it's to accept God's word, to accept God's word. And uh, so for us today, man, the point of my sermon is this. Man, we need to hear God's word. We need to accept it. And that's going to lead to spiritual growth. That's going to lead to spiritual growth. I have one story to share with you in closing. I know, uh, you know, uh, Billy Graham passed away last week. I believe it was. Man, what a life. What a life. What a person that's impacted this world uh, with the, God, the power of God working through him. And uh, the great folks in the library, if you haven't been to the library, you need to visit. They have some great books down there. Uh, they pointed me to his book, Just As I Am. And uh, there's an account. Billy Graham was about 30 years old or so. He was the youngest president of a college. Uh, and he was at Forest Home on a, on a retreat of some sort, I believe. And there were, there were two people talking to him. There was one guy that was trying to talk him out of the inspiration of the word of God. And one lady, Miss Mears, was, was trying to encourage him. Hey, the, the word of God is inspired. And man, he wrestled with that. Because he, he was a college president, right? Uh, you know, and he, he thought, you know, hey, what am I going to do? Am I, maybe I can go back and be a dairy farmer, you know? Uh, and uh, so he was wrestling with it. He went out in prayer. He went out in prayer. And, uh, and he prayed this prayer. He finally came to a conclusion. He said this. He said, Father, I'm going to accept this as thy word by faith. I'm going to allow faith to go beyond my intellectual questions and doubts, and I will believe this to be your inspired word. And this is what he said, Hab. He said, and, I, and after that, I sensed the power and presence of God as I had not sensed in months. Man, if you are looking for that, if you are truly, if you're here on Wednesday night, I know that's on your mind, spiritual growth. Man, it is in this accepting God's word by faith. As the title of my sermon, welcoming God's word, welcoming God's word. Let us be people who welcome God's word, welcome God's word. Um, as Wayne leads us in a song, we're going to have a moment of invitation. And, and this is my challenge. This is my challenge. We got a revival coming up. We have a marriage conference coming up. You're going to get up in the morning and open your Bible. I, I want to challenge you in this. And the next time you hear God's word, man, accept it, welcome it, make it a part of your life.